0: It's all about how can you remove friction, how can you remove road laws? how can you make things seamless for them, integrate into the way that they want to communicate
1: with you in the most efficient way. To win the Hispanic market, personal injury firms must build a relevant brand that reflects and understands the community.
0: And it goes beyond just the language side of things. You also need to understand how these demographic groups communicate and prefer to interact with your law firm. Being aware of all of those nuances and adjusting and adapting your client experience to make it easy for them to interact with your law firm are gonna be critical and essential. But it all starts with the law firm, the talent, the people behind
1: the firm. You're listening to Personal Injury Mastermind, where we give you the tools you need to take your personal injury practice to the next level. The Hispanic market is growing and to tap into it, personal injury firms need expert guidance. Leah Levy, the self-proclaimed bilingual Sherlock Holmes of the digital marketing world, is co-founder of Manato Media. The Austin-based bilingual marketing agency has helped over 50 law firms connect with clients in the Latino market and has managed over $15 million of ad spend. On today's episode, we dive deep into building customer experiences with Spanish speakers, going beyond language and best practices for breaking into this rich market. I'm your host, Chris Streyer, founder and CEO of Rankings.io. We help elite personal injury attorneys dominate first page rankings with search engine optimization. Being at the forefront of marketing is all about understanding people. So let's get to know our guest, Here's Liel Levy, co-founder of Nanato Media. Really tell you the story of how it all started to me. For
0: me, I really have to backtrack when I was a, a child, right? I was born and raised in Mexico City. But when I was growing up, I was come here to the United States and spend my summers in LA, really observing how my uncle went from cashing checks for Hispanic workers at a gas station building one of the country's largest legal brands with a focus on personal injury and workers' compensation for Latinos in Los Angeles primarily. And then he grew to other markets like New York and Chicago. And so I got involved very early on as a family business. You come and you help, right? So the first things I was doing was handing balloons at community outreach events, fiestas and places where we would find potential clients. And then as a teenager, I uh, did a lot of intake work. And eventually, as an adult, I got involved into the business development side of things. So I really grew <laughs> marketing to Latinos in the United
1: States in the, in-, in the personal injury and workers compensation space. So you've been doing this a long time. So what's the story <laughs> behind Nanato and, and your company and kind of how that came about.
0: My uncle's company, it's a lead generation company, it's joint advertising, right? And so what I realized right around 2017 was that both lawyers, doctors, people who are marketing, businesses that are marketing to, that are in the personal injury space and trying to generate clients from the Hispanic market, they are fine buying leads from advertisers like Grupo Medlegal amongst others, right? But the reality is that many of them are also very interested in starting marketing for themselves. And so we just identified there that there is some massive opportunity to help, particularly lawyers who are trying to build their brand with a Hispanic market, but they don't necessarily have the resources in-house or the knowledge to do it by themselves. And so we felt that there is a good opportunity here to help get more Latinos serviced and uh, taken care of by amazing law firms that are trying to connect with them. They just haven't found a way of doing it properly. And so that's how we established Nanato Media in late 2018. And it's been an exciting journey. Over the past few years, we've been able to help over 50 law firms now really become the go-to law firm for Latinos in their markets across all the United States.
1: I've been doing internet marketing for 15 plus years, but this is a segment that is largely untouched for me. So it's fantastic to have an expert such as yourself on uh, this podcast.
0: As I said, it's my real pleasure to be here. And we really believe in trying to educate as much as possible the legal industry in the importance of having a brand that is relevant to the Hispanic market, not just as a marketing strategy, not just as a way of generating cases today. This is really a long-term, a longevity, a legacy strategy. And so we are very passionate about it.
1: Super smart. Love it. You know, on your website, you say you call personal injury lead generation in English and Spanish, your your favorite child of digital marketing. (laughs) So (laughs) hyperbole aside, Can you share with me why this lights you up and why why you get excited to talk about it?
0: The whole digital space in advertising has really opened up a door for law firms to really be able to connect with people that need their help right now at this moment in a very easy manner, right? And so we believe law firms need to leverage that. And one thing that we encounter a lot is because the digital space has become so expansive People get overwhelmed. They don't know what to do, right? And many times they're kind of like facing the decision. Should I go the SEO or the PPC route? Or should I go the, the social media route? And it's it can be daunting if you don't have a lot of experience, how to choose, how to decide. We recently published a book called Beyonce Abel Español, How Lawyers Win the Hispanic Market. And we are advocating there a lot that a pay-per-click, the search network particularly, is a great place to kick things started, Right. One mistake lawyers make oftentimes is just wanting to park there forever and ever and just make that the source of leads that they're going to be getting cases from. And that's not really sustainable on the long run, but it's a great way to jumpstart things. And then from then on, start diversifying and entering other spaces. And so we're super passionate about helping law firms set up that first step and start engaging and acquiring cases from Latinos in their communities.
1: That's fantastic. According to the last census I read that Hispanics represent 20% of the US population and that's only growing. I think one of the the things that individuals maybe take for granted or they don't quite understand is, is just the very first experience. How can law firms set up a customer experience for Spanish speaking clients that allow them to thrive?
0: Really the baseline, we always say, Start by actually embracing Latinidad, right? Make your law firm reflective of what your community looks like. And so if you're in a market where, you know, you have 30, 40% of the population being Latinos, like big markets in Texas, California, Miami, many parts in New York, right? And on the East Coast, then definitely make sure that you're already integrating Latinos into your organization and at all levels, right? I know it's not very easy right now to find lawyers that are uh, fluent in Spanish, but they're out there. And so by actually making your law firm as a whole more appealing to Latinos, it's going to just work both ways. You're going to attract the talent that then kind of bring. The actual potential clients. And so that is important. Now, we don't think necessarily the lawyer or the managing partner needs to be Latino to succeed in the Hispanic market, not at all. Uh, we work with a lot of law firms that they don't have any of the lawyers be Spanish speakers, but it certainly helped. Now, it's all about really tailoring a client experience where your Spanish speaking clients can come to the law firm and get taken care of without language being a roadblock. So how do you take care of that? Well, by having bilingual staff, Spanish speakers that actually speak Spanish fluently, handling the intake, being present when they are around at the office, when they come and uh, sign documents, needless to say, your contracts, right? Those needs to be in Spanish and such. And and it goes beyond just the the, the language side of things. You also need to understand how these demographic groups communicate and prefer to interact with your law firm. Right. Many, many still, even past COVID, like to meet in person at offices. That's just the way they are. Right? So the whole idea of virtual consultations and such may not necessarily resonate very well with some segments within the Hispanic market. The other thing to keep in mind is that they're 100% mobile. The Spanish-speaking market is 100% mobile. Everything that they do, they do it through their mobile device. And many of them, they're not using emails at all for almost anything. And so when you're trying to send them a sign to get them to sign the, you know, the agreement, the contract, uh, it, that may not necessarily be the best way of getting them to do it. You may be better off by sending it through text message. So or, you know being able to communicate with them via WhatsApp, which they use a lot. So being aware of all of news, those nuances and adjusting and adapting your client experience to make it easy for them to interact with your law firm are going to be critical and essential. But it all starts with the, the you know, the law firm, the talent, the people behind the firm.
1: One of the things that I think combines all those nuances is trust. It makes me think of Alex Hermosi's book when it talks about you know the value exchange of what makes a good offer. It's it's decreased effort and sacrifice. The easier you can make it for your consumer, the better. So, you know, translated documents, uh, sending it via text, all these little nuances of the, the method in which they like to be communicated. You know, I tell our staff when we're doing our monthly reports, well, like, how do they want them? Do they want to do them live? or Do they want a video? Do they want a, a written document? Do they want to get super technical? And I think knowing those nuances really helps communicate in, in the most effective manner.
0: It's all about how can you remove friction? How can you remove roadblocks? How can you make things seamless for them, integrate into the way that they want to communicate with you in the most efficient way? And so, and, and it's never ending, right? You're constantly need to adapt and evolve and learn more and keep your ear to the ground as to, you know, what's happening with new trends and keep up
1: with those. Understanding the nuances of the Hispanic community is essential to a winning strategy. Language may seem straightforward, but simply plugging existing assets into Google Translate will do your firm a great disservice. It may seem
0: very easy to add on a plugin to your website and just boom, automatically translates everything. But just on the very, very, very baseline of SEO, you still don't have content in Spanish, right? By having a plugin that it's translating your content from English to Spanish, you're not send, sending any signals to Google saying, hey, here there's good quality content in Spanish that lives here, so feel free to rank me because people, if they wish, they can read it in Spanish. You can translate a page into Spanish or any other language if you're using Chrome browser without necessarily even having to have a plugin in there. And so basically that's what you're doing to your site. So you're not making it discoverable for Spanish speakers. So that's number one. Now, number two, which is probably the one that, you, that, that should be even of more importance to you is that by translating, making a literal translation of your content from English to Spanish, you're not providing a good user experience to your users. Here's why. English and Spanish are different languages. You don't articulate, you don't construct phrases or explain things in the same way. You don't use the same expressions. And Google is a robot, right? I mean, it's not going to make a great uh, interpretation of what you're writing every single time. And so what's going to happen is that you're going to end up confusing the user, potentially just getting them to bounce out. And so even if you are translating the content and then publishing it in the website as
1: translated Spanish content, it's not going to be great. So some marketing specialists will say, separate it, separate it, have two different sites. You're speaking to two different audiences, right? Two different avatars. Others will say, combine it, you know, and and incorporate different navigational points to get the information you're using. Where do you stand on this? Because I have clients where they'll have a Spanish website and then they'll have the English website. You know, what's your thoughts on that?
0: I think there's a little bit more technical factors that should guide that decision. It would be important to keep in, in, in mind how much authority they've already established on their English side, because you want to leverage that. If you have a website that has already over a thousand backlinks or domains referring to it, you have a high authority domain rating and the website is good, it's well-constructed, then why, why why, in hell would you go and start something from scratch? Uh, you want to 100% leverage that. And there's a lot of ways that you can make, trans, transform a website into a bilingual website, right? And you don't necessarily have to recreate the entire website. In Spanish, you can certainly add a folder that's going to have your Spanish content and then allow users to jump between English and Spanish pages in a uh, rather seamless way through designing the uh, user experience on the site. So I don't necessarily think that you need to take the route of building in a new brand entirely to be relevant to the Hispanic market. Now, I will say that it's not necessarily a bunkers idea. It could actually be good right? We're now starting to work with several clients, very, very well and uh, established law firms in their markets, but for the English speaking space, now they want to create a different brand that is specifically catering to the Spanish speaking market that is led by a Latino lawyer. And so in that case, they want to start something, you know, a new brand basically from scratch. And then that makes a lot of sense, right? At that point, you're definitely going to want to create a new site. You want to create a new brand and make it very relevant to the Spanish speaking market. But I don't think there's only one route that you can you can find success you can go either or and still be effective what are your thoughts
1: i like the unified single brand because of the authority if seo is one of your main strategies and channels you have all these backlinks you start a new website you're starting from scratch you got no mo- momentum no leverage you know but it, i've seen it work both ways you know, Morgan & Morgan, right, is the powerhouse Mm -hmm. in the PI space. They have, I believe they have Mm abogados.com and it's completely separate, which begs the question, why didn't he incorporate it into forthepeople.com, which has, God knows how many links, 6,000, 7,000 referring domains and leverage that authority.
0: Yeah, 100%. And I mean, abogados.com can potentially be doing much better than they currently are. I think, you know, that's... um, a decision that, you know, they, they've been one of the first major law firms in the space that started marketing digitally to the Hispanic market. And so I just think that their strategy in Spanish have not really kept up with their with what they've done in the English space. And, and the other thing with Morgan, and Morgan particularly speaking, is that they're all about trying out things, right? They're really experimenting and they're not just settling into a one way of doing things. So I'll give them credit for that, but I certainly see a big opportunity of, of uh, being able to be more, more prominent when it comes down to their Spanish brand presence,
1: 100%. I was listening to a different podcast where he was talking about bullets before bombs. Right? So experiment <laughs> in this, this, different areas and then drop the bomb for your marketing channels. And, and that's just the kind of way that he rolls. And, and I appreciate it, the lion mentality. This is where I've seen a lot of value, particularly for PI. Let's talk about pay per click. Paid's tough for PI, especially yeah. if you're going over those very commercial, high intent phrases. Car accident lawyer could cost three hundred to five hundred dollars a click. Very hard to cut through a market. Now there are other phrases, you know, hit by truck, hit by motorcycle, things like this, that where you can you can get around those the super high costs. And there are some strategies for targeting insurance companies and things like that, but. What I've seen, and I would like to get your feedback on this, I've seen tremendously less cost in the Spanish pay-per-click campaigns, which can lead to much better ROI because they're great clients. It's just it's a different type of strategy. And I'd really like to, to hear your overall thoughts on this and, and some best practices.
0: Yes, totally. So, I mean, the beauty about pay-per-click in the search network is that you can really the bottom of the funnel. Right, People who are, have already decided that they want to hire a lawyer and they want to talk to a lawyer right now. And the great thing about doing it in Spanish is that in certain markets, you're going to find tremendous value on keywords that in English, they would cost you a fortune. Just like you've said, $250, $300 a click could potentially be going in for a fraction of 50 or $60 in Spanish. And you potentially are not going to see or face as much competition on the search results page. Because right now, Google started to actually show uh, ads that are in English for Spanish search terms, which obviously is terrible for users. And so if you actually have a good, well-crafted ad that is in Spanish, you're definitely going to stand out quite quite significantly and your click-through rate is going to be really good. And that's going to give you a great quality score and your quality score is going to drop your cost per click. So there is definitely a lot of opportunity there. Now, here's the reason why it also works tremendously well with the Spanish-speaking market, and that's because the Spanish speakers that use Google, which, by the way, Google is favored by 90% of, of the US Hispanics as their search engine of, of choice, they're 20% more likely to interact with ads than any other demographic. And this, this, this is a study published by Google back in 2017. And so their intent... And their consideration of ads is much greater. So they're going to very likely select something there on the top of the page. And the other thing that is wonderful about uh, the Spanish speaking market, particularly for personal injury lawyers, is that their preferred method of conversion is going to be phone calls, right? And that's, you know, kind of like the end goal of a law firm is to get that client on the phone so they can do the initial screening and potentially sign the client right there and then, or schedule an appointment or whatever is the next steps and a representative to meet them at their house or their hospital or whatever that is. So I think those factors are the ones that really should make you consider Spanish paper click as a very viable strategy to generate and increase your caseload.
1: And one other interesting thing is you could do the mobile call only since they're more likely to use mobile. So there's some different, you know, catering to the preferred conversion point. That they like to use. And I think that's that's really interesting. You know, taking it back on the SEO side, one of the things I wanted to mention earlier before we I'm kind of looping it, looping us back, is on the SEO side, one of the reasons why I like the unified site is because SEO functions typically as a library where when you need something, you type in the query and you're directed internally to that page if it's set up and optimized properly. So it's not a situation where they are gonna navigate every single time from the homepage and then have to go throughout multiple pages to find what they're looking at. It's because they're pulling the book from the shelves, so to speak, as opposed to like a show. It's it's a library of resources.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. We feel that paper click on the search network is a, a great way of getting started, but we also recommend that after they've got some traction they have more experience with the Hispanic market. They're more confident in their digital strategy. They reinvest that into an SEO strategy so they can also be discoverable organically and leverage uh, from what you've just mentioned now, right? Um, because it is, even though they uh, respond better to ads, there is still a significant uh, portion of the traffic that's going to go towards the organic search results and the local pack.
1: And let's, talk, let's stay on the page, back to the page. You know, do you guys do anything like OTT or, or geo-fencing or any other of those paid types of strategies? Or is it primarily Google and, and, and Google has tremendous ROI?
0: Yeah, so Google is great. We really like uh, using Google, but we also like leveraging other networks within Google Ads, such as YouTube and the Display Network, primarily for uh, creating campaigns that are also targeting based on behavior, but are more kind of like targeting users that are uh, top to mid funnel, right? Uh, we believe social media, it's a very, very powerful place to build a brand. Latinos can spend up to three hours a day in platforms like Facebook and Instagram. So uh, having a presence there is going to be critical for building the brand, for educating your market, which is another very important component that law firms who are really looking here about positioning as their go-to law firm for Latinos in their market, they need to assume, they really need to educate the law firm, be more pro- uh, their potential clients be more proactive about their marketing, not just be, you know, searching always on the bottom of the funnel. So We, you know, we certainly think that social media is a great place for doing that. And we've become, as an agency over the past few years, more holistic. We've started and initiated focusing a lot on digital, primarily paid. Now we've grown to offer services such as SEO in Spanish and uh, obviously uh, social media advertising. And we're also uh, helping law firms with creatives for radio and for TV, all the way down to creating jingles and taglines and things that are really going to give them a whole suite of assets for law firms to have a brand that their local Hispanic market is going to love.
1: With so many options to create successful marketing strategy, I wanted to know what process looks like for new firms wanting to work with Nanato.
0: We started three, four years ago, providing our services to law firms open right before that we were working as an in-house team we come from the uh, organizational mindset and so that shift took some time and test and error sort of adjustment and you know the first thing that we wanted to do is to kind of like bombard our uh, potential leads with a lot of information and such and so that kind of worked but what we ended up recognizing is that before we actually try to get them to to convince them into a particular strategy, the best that we can do for them is to actually help them see the big picture in their market and where they are currently situated. And so that's where any single potential partnership will start. We'll do what we call the Latinx strategy session, which is two sessions. The first one where we discuss basically what are their goals, their objectives, where they are, try to dig deep into what's their ideal cost per acquisition, who do they think are their uh, competitors in the Spanish marketing space, and also try to understand what are they doing in terms of marketing in general outside of the Hispanic market. And then we work into doing some thorough research into the market, their competitors, search volumes where they're currently located and such. And then present back to them kind of like the big picture. All right. So here's where you are. Here's what working here. There could be some opportunities and here is what's happening in your market right now. Here's your competitors. Here's what they're doing great. Here's what they're not doing great or they're not leveraging. And if we were you, we would recommend you to consider this and that strategy because that's going to put you in front of the low-hanging fruit faster, which is where you want to be, right? Why do you want to overcomplicate into trying to get things that are on the top of the tree where you can have things that are at an arm's length? And so by the end of that strategy, they know how to prioritize and make decisions about what they should do next. They want to partner with us to help them with some or all of it. Fantastic. We can talk about it at that point. But our first... Goal here is to generate that awareness and give them, put them in a position where they can make good decisions. And oftentimes we end up uh, on a partnership and we end up doing some of that strategy that we've recommended for them or the entire strategy. Sometimes they go for it on their own. And you know what? That's great. We're, we're happy to see that and we're happy to help them along the way whenever they
1: need help. I'll tell you, so it sounds like a very similar, like a SWOT analysis to your specialization, mm-hmm. strengths, weaknesses, opportunities. And the thing that I like about it is we're all talking about time here time is experience and you know if they want to work with an expert, they work with you but but I like that you have this diagnosis you do this um evaluation and if they they do have a plan if they want to try to execute it on them- themselves, which is what's next for Nanato media
0: absolutely Chris and I will answer that but first, I want to also address those marketeers in listening to the podcast because I uh, you know just just like like I am, I, I listen to your podcast and I'm not a lawyer. Here's another thing to consider, right? Why do we do this uh, Latinx strategy session also? is because it also helps us pre-qualify clients, right? How serious is the prospect about getting into the Hispanic market? Because if they're not serious enough to get into a strategy session and invest in it, because it's not free, it costs money, then probably they're not quite ready for it. And they're probably not worth our time. And, you know, we've created other resources like the book that we recently published and such for people that have not necessarily got to that point where they want to try to do things on their own. And that's great. But when it comes down to a potential partnership with our agency, we want to make sure that just like the law firms are qualifying who they're going to be working with, we're... Uh, the agency is basically doing the same. So just, uh, you know, giving a, a little uh, bit of encouragement for agency owners out there that are also trying to find and, and and get new clients, sometimes being a little bit more discerning as to whom you end up working with can be a, a good call, a good thing to do. What do you think?
1: I 1000% agree. You know, prescription without diagnosis is malpractice and anyone that says that they'll do a free audit, well, guess what? The audit's probably garbage because... <laughs> They're just not spending enough time or they're automating it. If you want to work with the best, you have to invest, you have to be willing to invest. And and I, I couldn't agree more.
0: Yeah. Now let me answer your question. <laughs> your question. <laughs> um, what's next for Nanato Media? For an Anato Media, we're just getting started, and our goal is to continue helping law firms generate and create brands, right? What's been beautiful about this journey that we've been so far is that we're seeing our clients grow. And that's the reason why we've had to expand to new services, right? Because many of our clients started with with pay-per-click with a basic and then, you know, now had the SEO needs. So they had a partner to help them with it. And so we needed to start doing SEO services. Now they're feeling very confident to take their strategy offline and they need radio assets and they need TV spots. And so we're doing radio and TV spots with them. Why? Because we also have the experience of having done this previously for a bigger organization. And so what's next is to continue helping law firms diversify, becoming omnichannel. And, you know, education is a space that we're focusing in. And I don't necessarily know yet in which form or shape, whether it's gonna be through a mastermind, whether it's gonna be through a conference or such, but certainly something that we are entertaining because we know there's big group of like-minded attorneys that are interesting in getting better and learning from the best when it comes down to Hispanic marketing. And so we definitely wanna be there leading that conversation.
1: A bilingual strategy is a legacy strategy. Here are some essential building blocks to get you started. Hire Spanish speakers at every level of your firm. Build mobile-first campaigns that leverage heavily trafficking platforms like WhatsApp and Facebook. Create a bilingual website anchored in existing authority. Above all, keep your ear to the ground and adapt. I'd like to thank Liel Levy from NATO Media for sharing his story with us. And I hope you gain some valuable insights from the conversation. You've been listening to personal injury mastermind. I'm Chris Dreyer. If you like this episode, leave us a review. We'd love to hear from our listeners. I'll catch you on next week's PIM with another incredible guest and all the strategies you need to master personal injury marketing.